listeners. Welcome to the Beyond Writing Podcast, brought to you by Bright Little Light Press. I'm your host, Dakri Carey, and today we're going to talk about platforms. Specifically, there have been some Amazon bugs lately, so we're going to talk about some of those Amazon bugs, some problems some people have had with Facebook, um, why there is value in going wide, and what the value is in keeping good metrics, and we'll just dive right in. So there have been some glitches on Amazon, maybe for the past six weeks or so, and these glitches are sort of running the gamut. There's a wide variety of things that are going wrong for people. There are two main systems in Amazon that are having issues. One is Kindle Unlimited, and the program for Kindle Unlimited means that when you enroll your book in Kindle Unlimited, you agree to be exclusive with Amazon for that title for some period of time, and while you are exclusive with Amazon, people who are enrolled in the Kindle Unlimited program can read your book for free. They pay a $10 monthly fee and they can read as many books as they want that are in Kindle Unlimited. So for you as an author, this means that you don't have to worry so much about getting sales because you are actually being paid by the number of pages that your readers read. So if it's a good book, presumably they're going to read all of your pages and it's going to be great. You're going to make a lot of money. If it's not a good book, People won't read past the first few pages, and you're not going to make any money. But this can be an easy way to get readers over the hurdle of trying a new author. Kindle Unlimited has been reportedly the most successful way for new authors who are starting as an indie authors. So people who don't have a long backlist of titles that they can promote. If you just have one or two books out, then some people have had great success with promoting these books through Kindle Unlimited not having to spend as much on advertising, not having to worry so much about getting sales. And this can also be a good way to get reviews on your books because people are reading them for free and they're not um, having to overcome that hurdle of paying money for an author they've never heard of. So you could be in Kindle Unlimited for a while, get a bunch of reviews, then withdraw from Kindle Unlimited, go wide, and now your book still retains those reviews. The reason this is important is because a lot of people who are in Kindle Unlimited are now having issues. Specifically, the number of pages that readers are reading of their books is not being reported properly. Amazon actually put out a note starting on July 1st that page reads were not being displayed on the dashboard, and that they're aware of the problem and that they're working to resolve it. A lot of authors are concerned that this problem predates that July 1st acknowledgement, People have said they've been seeing issues, sometimes for weeks or even longer. It's hard to say what sort of um, issue is really at play in that situation, whether it is an Amazon glitch or whether these people are just not familiar with, you know, summer reading trends and there's less page reads during the summer, or if they've launched a new book that is not successful. It's hard to isolate exactly the factor that has caused their decreased page reads. However, because this is a widespread thing, it's not just something that one or two authors are noticing. It seems like more of a platform-wide glitch. And now that Amazon is reporting that they know there are issues, it's an acknowledged glitch. For people who are in the Kindle Unlimited program, there now are questions about whether their page reads are being counted and whether Amazon will retroactively credit them for the days that the reporting is not working correctly. For example, if it's July 3rd and the reporting has now turned back on again, what happens to all the impressions from July 1st and July 2nd? Do they get paid for those? Are those going to be like backfilled? Or are they just out all the money for those page reads those days? 
because this is sort of an ongoing issue with Amazon, people are concerned that this may have been happening for months now, or it may happen again in the future. So for people who are in Kindle Unlimited, they're not getting sales of their books. This is the only way they're driving income. So they really rely on those page reads. And for Amazon to be falling down on the job sort of means they're not making any income. They can't rely on it. And if you are an author who is relying solely on Amazon for your income, this could be a major issue. So this is sort of indicative of the fact that Amazon is not a mature platform for self-publishing. They have really been trying to add tools and reporting and programs to help facilitate self-publishing and content creation, but it's something that's still new to them. And for a company that does so much stuff on the internet as well as Amazon, it's kind of shocking how many issues they're having with their um, authoring platforms. So Kindle Unlimited is one of the things within Amazon that's having issues. Another thing within Amazon that is having issues is their Amazon marketing services platform. Amazon Marketing Services is a promotional platform that people can use to try to drive uh, traffic to their book pages. It's ideal from the perspective that when people are on Amazon, they're already looking for books. So you're not interrupting them doing some other task. Like for example, if you're advertising on Facebook, people on Facebook are really there to hang out with their friends. They're not so much in the mood to shop for a book. So it can take a lot more advanced uh, advertising techniques to get people on Facebook to stop what they're doing and go buy your book now. However, if people are on Amazon, they're already there to buy a book. So they're already in the mood to make a purchase. You just have to get your book in front of them with the right messaging. And this is where Amazon Marketing Services, or AMS, comes in. AMS has proven for many authors to be an affordable option for advertising their books. Some authors have more success with it than Facebook. Other authors feel exactly the opposite. And Amazon Marketing Services is relatively new as a platform. I believe it started being available widespread in fall of 2016, or maybe in September or October. So they're still ironing out bugs. Personally, here at Bright Little Light Press, we started using AMS in March of this year. In March and April, the ad impressions and clicks and other metrics we were getting were very different than when... Uh, mid-May to June started rolling around. Then we started noting uh, discrepancies in number of impressions, number of clicks, and general ad performance. They really started performing much more poorly around mid-May to June. And this is just anecdotal evidence for us from AMS, but a number of other authors have reported similar things. Since the things started going a little wacky, there have been some more serious issues with AMS. There was an issue in uh, May where AMS ads started freezing, which means that they were no longer reporting any impressions or clicks or sales via the AMS dashboard. It is unclear whether or not Amazon was actually showing these ads and just not providing the metrics via this report, or whether the ads just weren't being shown at all. But essentially, most ads just froze at that time, and it didn't affect every author. It only affected some people. For example, it affected us here at Bright Little Light Press. It affected some other authors that we um, are in groups with, but not every author. So this is very strange, glitchy behavior. And again, this is indicative of the fact that this is not a mature platform for Amazon. They're still sort of tweaking things. And it's my belief that sometime in May... Either late April or early May, they've changed their 
something on their algorithms or something internally that has started to cause issues. There's been bugs that they haven't acknowledged openly. When this ad freezing thing happened, here at Bright Little Light Press, we keep very detailed metrics on a daily basis of all of our ad performance. So we noticed right away that ads were no longer reporting new impressions or clicks. And we're not talking about ads that are only getting, you know, tens of clicks or hundreds of clicks per day. In our specific example, these ads were getting thousands or tens of thousands of uh, impressions every day prior to this issue. After this issue, every ad in the account stopped reporting new impressions. So this isn't something you can really attribute to a slump. It's obviously some issue in the platform somewhere. We contacted Amazon. It took several emails back and forth to get them to say anything beyond, we're sorry, you're having trouble. Um, Because we keep such good detailed metrics here, we were able to send them reports that we had from our end on these ads that have just stopped reporting impressions and demonstrate to them the fact that, no, they were actually performing quite well before this occurred. So these are not low-performing ads that just sort of petered off. These are high-performing ads that just failed. And after three or four emails with different people in AMS every time, finally someone said, okay, we're going to look into it. And then within two days of that happening, the ads magically started showing new impressions again. So I think there was some bug that they ironed out whenever it was brought to their attention. And this affected us for around seven days. During that time period, our sales definitely slumped. Obviously, the ads either weren't getting shown or the data that was being reported back to us about the sales that were driven by these ads is inaccurate. It's really unclear what was actually going on. And unfortunately, the days for which there was no ad data, those never retroactively changed. So there is this week-long gap where there is no new ad data, and then all of a sudden, new uh, numbers start coming in again. And it was a very similar situation for the other authors that I know, that have been having issues around this. They contacted Amazon, got sort of a back and forth saying, okay, we maybe there's something going on. Um, actually, about 10 days into this, um, our ads here at Bright Little Light Press had started showing again, but other people were still having this freezing issue. And around at that point, Amazon started acknowledging to those people that there may be a larger glitch that they're looking into. So... Maybe in the end, they came around to the idea that this is a system-wide issue or something that is affecting multiple users anyway. But certainly in the beginning, they weren't um, acknowledging this or they weren't aware of it. It's unclear. So some authors who had similar issues were able to get them resolved more quickly because Amazon was then aware that there had been an issue and they maybe had steps on their end on how to fix it, or at least they had information for their customer service people that, yes, there is a problem, and we are going to do something about it. More recently, in the past 7 to 10 days, there has been a different issue with Amazon Marketing Services. This issue is around ad spend. So one of the things that Amazon has been kind of notorious for is if you give them a daily limit of the amount of money you want to spend on each ad, for example, $5 a day or $10 a day, Amazon would never spend up to that full amount. There's a lot of complicated math that goes into their algorithms, I have my opinions on what that is, but because nobody actually knows, I'm not going to give you misinformation about it. But the important thing to take away is that 
for months for every author on the system. It has been very difficult or downright impossible to get Amazon to um, spend up to your daily limit for these ads. This is also uh, sort of a thing to keep in mind when you've got an ongoing ad. You can tell Amazon to spend the money evenly throughout the whole time period of the ad. So say you put in $200 and you want to spend it over two months. You can have Amazon spread out that ad spend over the full two months, or you can tell them to spend the money as quickly as possible. Here at Bright Little Light Press, we have noted that it doesn't matter how quickly you tell Amazon to spend the money, they don't spend it quickly. So we've gotten into the habit of setting up our Amazon ads to spend the money as quickly as possible. Then we take the ads that are most successful, that deliver the most return on investment to us, and we scale those ads up. We give those ads more money, and the ads that are not doing as well, we just let those die. But because they don't spend the money quickly, this usually would take us weeks to find out which ads are going to be high-performing, and that was fine with us because Amazon says to people that uh, sales data may not show for three to ten days, depending on where in their system you're looking at. So we figure having weeks worth of data means we actually have an accurate picture of how the ads are performing, and that's okay. So this new issue came about when Amazon suddenly started spending not only up to the daily limit of an ad, but also beyond the daily limit of an ad. So there are some authors who had a daily limit, for example, of $50, and Amazon went and spent over $100 for those ads. There have been other authors who've had, you know, spend this over two months and Amazon spent it all in a day or two. There have been a lot of strange things going on. And even when people have started noting this issue, they've turned off the ads. And even after turning off those ads, they're seeing Amazon spending more money on the ads. So the end result has been a number of authors have found themselves out hundreds of dollars because these ads just suddenly started spending money like crazy, even beyond the budget that they had allotted for that. Again, as usual with Amazon, initially there was, oh no, we don't know what's going on, we'll have to investigate. But pretty quickly on this particular situation, they came back and said, okay, there was a problem with our system. There were clicks that shouldn't have been reported that were reported, and those caused the ad spend to go over the budget. And we're working on resolving that as quickly as possible. So I have to applaud Amazon at this point in July. Finally, they're getting some of their messaging right. They're being more transparent about issues, which people really want because they want to know, is this actually a problem with my account? Is this a system-wide problem with Amazon? Or is this something else that's not actually a technical problem, but something with my ad copy or with my product details, something that I need to change from an advertising standpoint? So the fact that Amazon is now acknowledging these issues is great, but the fact that they're happening at all is costing people hundreds or even thousands of dollars, and that is not great. Um, currently, as far as I know, Amazon hasn't resolved this issue. People are still reporting sporadic ad spend beyond the budget, and people have been turning off their Amazon ads to try to prevent this from happening. There doesn't seem to be a general consensus on what actually has occurred or how people are going to handle it. The practical result of all this means that if you've been relying on Amazon to advertise your books, then all of a sudden they're either taking too much of your money, more money than you want to give them, or they are um, turning off ads, which means they're not getting advertising at all. In either event, this is no good for authors' careers. It's bad. Um, there's also now the question of whether or not Amazon is going to credit authors back those overspent funds. Amazon has said that there is an issue they're aware of and they're trying to correct it. They haven't said they're going to 
remove all of those clicks and give anybody their money back. That money has already been billed to the author's accounts. So I'm I'm not sure how Amazon's going to resolve this. And um, I will post some follow-up if I find out down the road what Amazon has done. But the bigger picture thing is to take away from all of these issues across the various Amazon um, services, either AMS for advertising or Kindle Unlimited for getting paid for page reads, Amazon is not a reliable platform for authors. Unfortunately, Amazon is the biggest platform for authors. It is the platform on which most authors report the majority of their sales, the majority of their income, and great success with advertising. So it's sort of a catch-22. You don't want to rely on Amazon for everything because Amazon is not reliable, but you can't just ignore Amazon because Amazon is the biggest source for authors to earn income. So if you're self-publishing, this is a huge question mark. How do you proceed? From a traditional publishing standpoint, as an indie publisher, Bright Little Light Press is still pursuing Amazon, but we've never been in Kindle Unlimited for a variety of reasons. So we still continue to put ads out on the Amazon Marketing Services platform. We are monitoring the ads for ad spend to make sure they're not going too wacky. There have been a couple of issues, but we're in contact with Amazon about those. And we... Because we don't use Kindle Unlimited, the page read thing hasn't affected us. This goes to a bigger question that I've spoken about before, whether or not you should go wide, which means go to the other platforms, including iBooks, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, um, Google Play, if you can get in their store. Whether you should go into all of these places and try to aggregate your sales across all these services, or whether you should go with Kindle Unlimited with Amazon and get paid on the page read basis. And the conventional wisdom for self-publishing authors has been that if you only have one or two books out, you don't have a large back catalog, Kindle Unlimited is the way to make money, as I said when this conversation began. Um, But that's just conventional wisdom. And for us as a small indie publisher, in this way we have been emulating large publishers in that traditional publishers would never limit themselves to just one platform. Even when they limit themselves to one format, for example, an ebook format, they still distribute those on every platform. Why would you not want to reach readers wherever the readers are? Granted, people have to strategize differently to advertise on different platforms. Being able to use the Amazon platform as a way to promote um, book sales is really a good way to hit people where when they're shopping and sort of get them in their sweet spot. Um, One thing to keep in mind, though, is that some services like BookBub, for example, uh, BookBub promotion can be a really invaluable thing for an author's career. You can drive thousands or tens of thousands of sales with a BookBub promotion. But one of the criteria that BookBub looks for is whether or not the author is available in multiple platforms. If you're Amazon only, you're going to have a much harder time getting a BookBub promotion. If you are also on all of the other platforms, that is one of the criteria BookBub favors for granting people those promotional opportunities. So that's another thing to keep in mind. My personal opinion is that the authors at Bright Little Light Press will not go into Kindle Unlimited, at least not for now. The idea of being locked into a partnership only with Amazon, particularly when Amazon is proving that it's not a mature, robust platform is really alarming. For us, we just can't commit to that. 
Um, other people have had success with it, and I don't want to poo-poo that or make you feel like people aren't doing well with it. They are. But problems like this arise when suddenly Kindle Unlimited stops paying for page reads, then those authors have no alternative source of income. Maybe they weren't making sales on Barnes & Noble or Kobo or Google Play or iBooks anyway, so maybe as far as they're concerned, there were no alternative income sources. But maybe they weren't making money on those platforms because they weren't marketing them there. It's really hard to say. Our personal strategy is to not go into Kindle Unlimited, to go wide, and this is one of the reasons. Just something to keep in mind when you're deciding how you want to pursue your publishing career. While we're talking about issues with platforms, another thing to be aware of is I know many authors have been having issues lately with the Facebook advertising platform. And the issue that people are having specifically is that advertisers are having their advertising accounts shut down. They're getting emails from Facebook saying, we've canceled your account, you're no longer able to create ads with us. This can be really bad news for an author's career. The two biggest sources of advertising for authors right now, for self-publishing authors anyway, are Amazon Marketing Services, which is proving itself to be not a robust platform, and Facebook, which if you are getting your account canceled out of the blue, you have basically no alternative to advertise, just Amazon. There are people who are in various states of having this happen to them right now. Like within the past few weeks, I've heard about this happening to multiple, multiple authors. And some authors have already gotten to the point where they've gotten their accounts reinstated. And those authors say that the they've been informed by Facebook that there's some sort of automated system that looks at ads or looks at um, ad responses and decides that they are somehow violating Facebook's terms and that their accounts must be canceled. But when a human person reviews them, they see, no, there is no violation of terms here, and they can get those accounts reinstated. In other cases, people are getting communication from Facebook about, um, along the lines of saying, there is no appeal process for this, you cannot get your account reinstated, that's just not something that they're going to do. This stinks for people. Here at Bright Little Light, I think what we would recommend is that people just keep trying to contact them, because most of the time, it is unlikely you are actually violating their terms. There's probably an automated system or an algorithm somewhere has decided you've done something wrong. And if you can get a human to review it, then most of the time, that will just resolve the situation. There may be times when a human reviews it, and the human tells you, oh, no, no, you actually did do something wrong, and it's this thing, and here's why we canceled your account. In that case, you may be able to make an appeal to them and say, I'm so sorry, I didn't know that, I won't do it again, now that I know, I will definitely make sure this doesn't happen again. In other cases, they may stand by the uh, account cancellation, and you may just have to start a new account. Although if you do that, be aware that that is a violation of their terms of service. If they cancel your account, you're not just supposed to create a new one. So if they find out, that can be a problem for you. This is why it's really important for you to be aware of Facebook's terms of service and make sure you do not abuse your Facebook advertising account, because if they do cancel it, which they can do, it's at their discretion whether or not they choose to reinstate it. If that resource is taken away from you as a self-publishing author, you're going to have a very hard time um, fixing it. So something to sort of uh, keep in mind is that sometimes with Facebook, issues could come down to violating their terms, 
or issues with ads or with your account could be flagged by automated systems that are designed to protect users. And to give you an example of something like this, um, here at Bright Little Light Press, we had been running a series of ads with um, America's Favorite Couple, photographed with a cappuccino, and photographed with a glass of wine. And so it was sort of a, which do you prefer? Do you like a good read with your morning coffee, or do you like to relax with a romance novel and a glass of wine for the weekend? And the targeting for that particular ad was women, ages 18 to 44, I think. And the ad got stuck in waiting for review forever, for weeks. And we had tried um, pausing the ad and creating a duplicate ad and maybe changing the targeting a little bit and still had no idea why it got stuck in waiting for review. We never had any communication from Facebook about it. And because we're running other ads, we didn't bother to pursue them about it. Um, But just randomly one day, we were looking at the ad assets and the targeting again, and someone noticed, oh yeah, there's a wine glass and we're targeting people who are starting at age 18. We are showing this ad to places where the legal drinking age is 21. So showing a glass of wine to people who are under the legal drinking age was something that was flagged by Amazon's automated system that it needed to be reviewed, and a human was just never actually getting around to reviewing it. Once we figured that out, we changed the targeting to 21, and the ad was approved like within a half hour. So these are the types of things that the automated systems can sort of catch, and you may or may not be able to talk to a human about them. I'm sure if we had tried to reach out to someone, they would have explained to us, oh yeah, that glass of wine can't be targeted to people under 21, where the legal drinking age is 21. In other cases, it may not be obvious to you why your ad is a violation of Facebook's uh, advertising guidelines. There's another example from another author I know who has a book cover, and the front of the book cover is a person's foot, and they're either barefooted or wearing like a flip-flop sandal, so it's naked toes. And it's basically naked toes on sand and a book title. So as far as Facebook is concerned, either the naked toes or the amount of the image that was uh, human skin meant that this book was promoting nudity, and therefore it was not acceptable within Facebook's advertising guidelines. Obviously, people are not going to get so upset about someone's foot, but something in Facebook's um, image recognition algorithms decided that that image represented nudity, and therefore it should not pass. So Facebook in particular is really good about having a lot of these very advanced image recognition algorithms, and there can be many things in your images that look like something that is forbidden to Facebook. So whenever you are having trouble getting your ads approved by Facebook, look at your images and think about the advertising guidelines and say, okay, is there something obvious here that I'm not getting that Facebook may think is something else? That can be one way to sort of put yourself in a troubleshooting mindset. And these are also the types of things that you need to look out for whenever you're setting up ads to make sure that you're not violating Facebook's terms accidentally or even algorithmically. And because repeated violations or particularly flagrant violations can get your account flagged and canceled. And then you basically have no recourse. You're up to um, hoping Facebook has mercy on you and gives you your account back. So the practical takeaways from these sorts of issues are a few things. One of them is that 
It can be dangerous to rely too heavily on one single platform for your sales or advertising. With the question of Kindle Unlimited, this is something that you yourself have to decide which thing you're going to value more, the potential uh, for more income via being paid for page reads, or the potential to go wide so you're not relying on only Amazon to be your entire source of income. For something like Facebook or Amazon, having your advertising possibilities cut off via that provider for whatever reason, either because of a glitch or because your account got flagged, either of these things could be a huge problem for your author career. So it's important to be aware of the terms of service, um, think about the ads that you're producing and what you're putting out and whether or not that can violate those terms of service. And if you feel like something has been flagged incorrectly, definitely reach out and try to get a human. Um, It may take you a few tries. You may have to email back and forth a few times, explain your situation. Just be clear and be persistent. And usually you'll get to somebody who will actually give your case attention and will be able to help you out. The second thing that's really important that comes out of this is you need to keep good records. You should keep records of your daily sales and you should keep records of your daily um, advertising. This is important for a variety of reasons, really. Um, For one thing, having this daily data and recording it daily can enable you to spot trends. So you can see, okay, well, on the weekends, um, this particular book tends to sell better. Or on the third week of the month, I always have fewer sales. I guess people go broke. Or you can help, um, the data can help you spot ads that are performing really well. Uh, For example, if you've got like a good ad image and a good piece of ad copy that's really converting well or getting a lot of um, social reactions on Facebook, then you can look at that and go, okay, what did I do right here? Um, Is it the image? Is it the copy? Is it the combination? And you can sort of apply that to your other advertising campaigns. The flip side of this is having all this good data and knowing what the trends are for your books and your ads can tell you when there's a problem. And the problem could be something that you've done yourself, like our wine ad that was being advertised to people who are too young, or it can be a problem with the system, like when Amazon froze the ads for a week because they were having some sort of glitch, or when they're not showing Kindle Unlimited reads because they're having a glitch. Having good metrics and ad data enables you to contact these providers, be it Amazon or Facebook or whatever platform you're looking at, and say, no, no, there's an issue. Um, Here is my normal data. Here is the data that I am contesting. There's definitely some difference between this, the bad data and the good data. Um, This could be something, for example, if your ad suddenly starts spending way too much money. If you're not looking at that every day, you won't notice that. It could be a week later when you get a $1,500 bill from Amazon and all of a sudden you're going, oh my God, what happened? But if you were looking at it every day, you could have spotted that ad spend, turned off the ad or reached out to Amazon immediately and worked to get that resolved. So I hate to say that you should keep all these metrics because you want to have them when things go wrong, but you really do. These systems are not yet mature. They're still working out the bugs, especially in Amazon, and it really it's going to protect you to have this data that you can then turn around and say, here is my performance, here is the change, can you tell me what happened between this point and this point? You should be tracking these metrics on a daily basis, 
And you should be doing it at roughly the same time every day so that you're getting the basically 24 hours worth of data if possible. Um, some authors I know do it in the middle of the day, like around lunchtime or shortly after lunch. Other authors I know do it at the end of the day before they go to bed. Um, other authors I know do it first thing in the morning. Pro tip here, by the way, if you're the kind of person who is going to think about uh, data all night, don't do it right before bed. This has been an issue for me in the past. I've done it like right before we go to sleep and looked at the ad data and then thought, okay, why is this particular book performing better or why is this book performing poorly? And it keeps me up half the night trying to think about it. So if you're that kind of person, maybe do it in the morning or around lunchtime. Just a little personal tip. Um, the things you should be tracking include stuff like the number of impressions you're getting, the number of clicks that you're getting based on those impressions, the conversion rate, if you can track it, that can be difficult to do, and we'll go into detail about that in another podcast. The ad spend and the basically your return on investment. So whether or not the amount of money you're spending on those ads is bringing in enough sales to justify that ad spend. And this can help you spot whether an ad is performing well or poorly. It can help you spot whether the platform is spending too little or too much. It can help you decide when to scale up ads to give them more money because they're performing well, or when to eliminate ads because they're performing poorly. Really, having these metrics is key. And keeping track of daily sales, um, you should do that on a per-platform basis and a per-title basis. So if you have six books on six different platforms, that means looking in all of those places and tracking all of those things separately. Um, there are dashboards, uh, services that can do that for you. I think one of them is called Book Report. Um, it's not something we use here at Bright Little Light Press, but I know other authors do use it. And this um, services like this just sort of pull in the data from all the different sources so you can look at it all in one place. That definitely is a time saver. But whether you're doing it individually or doing it um, on a reporting system like that, you definitely need to have that data every day. And because of all the issues that have been occurring with Amazon, we have also been tracking the um, rank for our uh, books here at Bright Little Light Press on Amazon. And the reason we're tracking the rank is because if uh, sales data sent appears to go down dramatically, um, we can look at how the rank data is performing. So if our rank is consistent, even though sales have gone down, it means either it's a system-wide glitch and it's affecting everybody, so our rank is staying the same relative to everybody else, or it means it's just some sort of seasonal sales slump, which does occur during certain times of the year, especially around holidays, but also um, during the summer in general. Either way, knowing that your rank has or has not been affected can help you troubleshoot whether or not systems are performing properly or whether there's something that's going on with your story or your um, book pages in particular that need to be resolved. So yeah, you should be tracking your books and your platforms and your ads on a daily basis. Sorry. Uh, the upside is once you get a good system for doing this, it, whether it's a spreadsheet or something like Book Report, it really doesn't take that much time. Um, here at Bright Little Light Press, we spend an average of five to 10 minutes a day just tracking ad metrics. And we may spend a little bit more time throughout the day. There are days when we're running Facebook campaigns and they're for something particular. So we want to see how they're performing and um, adjust them throughout the day. But otherwise, we usually just spend five to 10 minutes a day doing this tracking. So it's certainly not that daunting. 
but having this data can help you resolve a huge host of issues, whether you're troubleshooting something or optimizing your advertising or just getting general data. And regarding the platform-specific issues, keep this in mind when you're deciding whether or not you want to go wide or whether you want to go into Amazon's Kindle Unlimited program. And think about these things when you're thinking about whether you want to publish traditionally or self-publish, how robust are the services that are offered to you as a self-publisher. As always, I hope you found this helpful. And if you have any questions or anything you'd like to hear about on another podcast, hit us up on Twitter at BLL Press or Facebook at BLL Press or via our website at brightlittlelight.press. Thanks. Talk to you next time.